Hello, welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to watch or listen. Beverly and I are excited today to uh, get to bring you some encouraging news on alignment as we look into the timings of God and uh, something I believe very significant, how God is going to allow us to maximize, maximize our time. Well, and I think we're in a redemptive time. We're, we're in Kairos time. We're living in God's timing with intentionality. And I very unintentionally left my sunglasses on my head because it's so bright outside, but also really cold today. So I just had to kind of discreetly remove them. How about that, guys? How are y'all today? Fortunately, for those that are listening, not watching, they don't even know, do they? They don't. They do now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of this, though. I really love a podcast. You can do both, either or. You got a poem for us today as we look into this time, place of time and alignment. I like what you said about redeeming time. I was saying about the scripture, Ephesians 5, that says, being filled with the Spirit, redeeming the time. Well, I think that for those of us who have just uh, started finding our way back to what is our, they have used the terminology, new normal, but I looked at more of a shift if we've just shifted into our uh, routines. We've created new routines, and I think that there's a little more peace in Mm -hmm. the atmosphere it seems to be when you talk to people there's a little more settledness uh still some uncertainty but i encourage everybody to stay in the now and uh, we're going to be talking about rosh kadesh and we're going to be talking about first fruits today a little bit Mm -hmm. about being aligned with god's appointed times so i thought it was appropriate to read the poem today perfect the name of the poems today yes it is okay today is the day to create have a say Laugh and sing out loud. Live this life and live it proud. Opportunities call, come with me. I think I will, just to have a see. Position for peace, this pain will ease. Willing to yield this battlefield. Wisdom and understanding, meekness helps with landings. Truth always prevails in the midst of chaotic hell. Strong, focused, unwavering, this joy deserves savoring. Today is the day. That's really cool. I love that. (laughs) It's really just, I think, so relevant to what we're talking about. And so here we are. And I think that we have done everything that we know how to do to align with God's appointed timings. We've been living uh, this journey and and walking with the seasons of God for a very long time now. Well, today is the day. Uh, You you know, Beverly and I have been talking to you about our Transformation Workbook that's now available at lifeoffreedom.site, and uh, you're welcome to get that. Uh, We had a promotion uh, going for a while that the book was free, and so a lot of you were able to get it, and we're so thankful to be able to provide that for you. Hopefully, you're now able to put it to use, and we're looking into these subjects of identity, alignment, empowerment, and assignment, which are the four concepts of transformation. And when we start talking about alignment, the time portion and the concept of first are very important. This was foreign to Beverly and I in our first, gosh, 20, 25 years of our Christianity because so much uh, of the Western Christianity lets go of the Eastern culture of Hebraic thought That's right. and, uh, and what that looks like. And so, you know, we realize God's intentionality is very powerful. When he brought Israel out of Egypt— The very first thing God did and God said was, this will be for you the beginning of months. So the whole concept of time 
was given by God when he brought them out of slavery. Because there, there was no such thing. They, they just, uh, well, if you want to look at it from someone in reaping, it was just seed time and harvest. They lived their lives by a, agricultural. A, a very agricultural society. And so it was the very first time that they had ever had an actual calendar, which intrigues me. And that God would make that the very first thing. That's so the right. very first thing God introduces is this will be for you the beginning of months because God wanted to have them on a certain calendar. Now, what's powerful about that is the first sign of freedom, because our podcast is about freedom, that we want to keep expanding our freedom in the kingdom of God. The first concept of being free from slavery is I had control over my own time. Right. And isn't that something that so many of us do not have control over our time because our schedules, because of our work schedule, because of how busy we stay, because of technology, et cetera. And so we realize God has a real intentionality to get us in time so that we have plenty of time to fulfill everything that God has called us to do. And so God introduces the whole concept of first, this will be to you the first month, right? This yes. will be the beginning of months. And so the whole concept of time, God begins to give the nation of Israel because now they are actually coming out of slavery into freedom. And so God lays out the whole concept of his calendar, which is a lunar calendar, uh, month, is comes from the word moon, yes. right? It's where we get the whole concept of months. But God lays out a whole system of timing for him. He says a Sabbath once a week. What we're going to talk about to talk about today is a lot of people don't don't understand this specific holiday in the Lord or calendar day, Rosh Kadesh, the new month, the new moon, and then of course the three main feasts of the Lord: Passover, right. ta- uh, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. But we want to dial in with you today on the concept. Of Rosh Kadesh. This comes from Genesis 1.14, where God said, let there be the sun, the moon, the stars, and the heavens for appointed times or moedims or appointed season. God wants us to know what time it is and how to align our time. Well, for me, it was really a great concept because we've been raised to believe that, that we're to live in the white hot spotlight of the sun, not the S-O-N, but the S-U-N. And so it, the having nighttime and having the day and the night broken up, God knew exactly what he was doing. But I am far more of a lunar girl than I am just living in the white hot spotlight. We all have phases in life. And I think that God's intentionality of making us aware how much our human nature really does align with the celestial realm, that we, we do go through phases. Not everything is always white hot. Sometimes I'm like at the Rosh Kadesh stage where it's just a little crescent. And then you come kind of like you're a little bit fuller through the month. And then by the time the full moon comes, you've worked things out and hopefully your month is ending peacefully. And God gives you the opportunity to do things in cycles Mm -hmm. many, many, many times over. And I think that when you said that earlier about uh, our culture really negating Eastern culture, it's, it's just the the way that everything happens, and I think for years this term has has been around, like we're a microwave society. We expect everything to happen yep. immediately. And I, that's one of the best things about these teachings is understanding that these seasons do come back around and God does give you another opportunity to get things right or to choose differently and to walk in wisdom, which is another huge part of the teaching of being aligned, is to, to choose wisely. So it really is encouraging that 
that we have embraced this and it has so radically impacted us. I heard somebody say we serve we 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 live in a microwave society but we serve a crockpot God. That's right. So I mean God God doesn't get in a hurry. He's very <clears throat> very intentional. Rosh Kadesh, you've heard us say that several times now. Rosh Kadesh is Hebrew for head of the month. Rosh being head and then uh, Kadesh uh, month. So it's the head of the month. And basically, the concept of the Bible is Rosh Kadesh is a time each and every month, as Bev mentioned, the sun, all of a sudden the moon goes dark, right? So there is no moon. And then all of a sudden you see that thumbnail, the crescent moon come out. This is how they tell, were able to tell the time. As soon as they saw the crescent moon, they knew it's the head of the month. What did that tell Israel? It's time to seek the Lord. And so that's exactly what Rosh Kadesh is about. It's a time to pause and seek God together. And so it may sound strange to uh, a lot of us in our Christian society, uh, but uh, in the in the culture of the Bible, this was very, very important because they based their whole existence on how to seek God and when to seek God. And so it's all throughout Scripture. I mentioned Genesis 1.14. I'm this is, I'll give Chuck a little plug here. A Time to Advance is Chuck Pierce's book that, in my opinion, is a textbook on this. But this is God's time clock in the sky. So let me just kind of give you a quick biblical basis. So 12 months, right? 12 tribes. 12 tribes, 12 signs in the sky. So the constellation. Every month there's a constellation in the heavens that are speaking directly to yes. us. So each month is marked by the tribe. What tribe is God highlighting this month? And it, there's a there's a tribe that goes with each and every month. And it's so intentional. I mean, then it goes on. Then there's a color. I yes. mean, it, everything is broken down. And then there's a, a sign. So, you know, a lot of people don't want to look at it because they're called horoscopes. But in the Hebrew culture, it's the constellation. It's the constellation. And so they've made horoscope out, they out of have. that. But constellations, that's Genesis 1.14. It says, or Psalm 19 says, the heavens declare that's the glory exactly of God. Right. And so God designed these so that we would know absolutely what time it is. Now, isn't it interesting? I just read it this morning in my Bible reading. Revelations 22 says, in the heavens, there is a river of life, and on it, are, on each bank of the river are trees. And there's trees that bear fruit each and every month, yes. a different fruit for the healing of the nations. And so the Hebraic thought is in every month, there is a healing, there is a blessing that's released. And as we honor God uh, during this time, significant things begin to happen and we catch a spiritual momentum. I'm going to get Bev to talk about uh, first as we jump into that, but just a little more context as far as scripture, because I want to make sure you understand this is a scriptural thing uh, that we're, that we're, that we've tapped into. Rosh Kadesh in the Old Testament can be found in 1 Samuel 25. This is when David celebrated it. 2 Chronicles 2, 4, Solomon talks about it. Nehemiah 10, uh, 32, Nehemiah talks about Rosh Kadesh. Here's the one that, that really, really uh, speaks to me. 2 Kings 4, 23 is when the Shunammite woman had lost her son. Yes. She comes running to the prophet, and the prophet sends his servant to see what's wrong with her, see what's happening. And the, the servant comes out to the woman and says, why are you coming to the prophet? It's not Rosh Kadesh. In other words, it's not the time That's to seek right. uh, seek the, the prophet. And, of course, her son had died, and the story goes on that the son was revived. But the point is it was customary to seek God 
during the time of Rosh Kadesh or the new moon. It's like a seasonal portal where revelation is available to give us uh, supernatural power to step into a brand new month. Uh, as you read the Old Testament, you'll realize in Psalm 81, it was a joyful celebration. Amos 8, 5, it was rest from ordinary work. And Numbers 28, it was a day to give a, a special offering uh, to the Lord. And so this whole concept is based on the spiritual concept of first. So we get to honor God first each and every month with our time. Our culture here that we've created with this revelation is we offer God not a tithe, but a first. So we just look at what we have each and every month. And out of whatever we have, we offer God a best, yes. a first. And as we do this, according to Matthew six thirty three, it says, seek the kingdom of God first and all these things will be added unto you. And so this whole concept is very powerful. Well, what is really intriguing about it is there are only two things that you have any authority really to do with. It's your time and your money. And when you choose to, to of course, give your tithe, and, and that you know that portion is blessed, but this first is above and beyond. And it, it can be your time, your energy. Uh, it's not just your financial resources, but it's whatever is that very first that you have produced in the month that you commit to God. And you find this in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 23. It says, but each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. So everything that you have offered up to God, you're just aligning, which that is exactly what we're talking about today. You're aligning with Christ as the first fruit of those who have been raised from the dead <laughs> yeah. and who have eternal life. And so that's the promise. And then it goes on in Romans eleven sixteen. If the first is holy, then it redeems the rest. So you, once again, you are aligned with Christ, who is holy. And we have become sons and daughters of the living God as a part of that first fruit offering because that's exactly what Christ is. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And of course, you can look at that uh, metaphorically. You can look at it allegorically. I look at it simply as, as how it states it. When you honor God with your first fruits, your barns are going to be full and your wine wine vat is going to be full of new wine. And I think that it literally means just what it's saying. You can you can look at that from a spiritual perspective because God will keep your barn full and fill you with new wine. But it means that once you've honored God with your tithe and your offering and then you give your first fruit, all of your best is blessed. All of your money is now blessed and it can't help but continue to go into your future. It's like any other seed. Once a seed has left your hand, just because it's left your hand doesn't mean that it's not going to produce the harvest. And then last but not least, Matthew 6, 33, but seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So everything that God does is done with such intentionality. And I really wish that I understood the Hebraic language fluently and, and really could go through the Hebraic Bible because as Kent has laid out for you for each of the months, um, every Hebrew uh alphabet has a color, a number, and a meaning to mm -hmm. it. And so when you're able to read it in, in that sequential order, you, you see God's intentionality for us. And there, there's nothing that's secret about it. You just have to know what you're looking for. And so hopefully we're giving you keys to unlock what have been mysteries. God is not mysterious, but sometimes just the discovery. And when you read the Word of God, especially the way that Kent studies it, I mean, he is such 
a student of the Word of God. It just unearths more and more treasures. and Layer so, upon layer. Line upon line, precept upon precept. <laughs> it's really powerful, as Bev laid out, the first fruits concept. So basically, our entire salvation is based on this concept. That's Jesus exactly is the right. firstborn of the resurrection. He yes. was actually raised from the dead on the feast of first fruits. And so this is not random. This is all intentionality. Very intentional. Very intentional. And so our whole concept of salvation, why do I know I will be resurrected? Because Christ was resurrected. Why do I know that in God's sight I am seen as holy? Because the first was holy. That's right. So the first blessed the rest. And so this whole concept, if I give God my first, the first of my time each month, the first of my resources, I'm aligning. This is this is what we talk about in the transformation <clears throat> book. And we go into much more detail than we can cover with you today in the transformational workbook on alignment. But this is how we align each and every month. And we know how to pray. We know <clears throat> how to seek God. So we don't, we're not just supposed to be randomly seeking God. Each month, God gives us through the scripture the tribe, which yes. tells us the concept of the month, the constellation, what heaven is saying. And so we begin to pray and we begin to ask God. That's why the Bible says in the time of rain, ask for rain. So you, you can't like it would be ridiculous if it was August and I was asking for snow. Right Now, can God do an absolute miracle and cause it to snow in August? Sure. But it says in the season That's of right. rain, ask for rain. So I think a lot of times our prayers aren't answered because we're asking for the wrong thing in the wrong season. Okay, so and here's just a, a great way to Don't start. Don't get excited. No, yeah. here's just a great way to start. <laughs> because we work on Sunday. Now, in, on the Hebraic calendar, um, you know, their Sabbath is from uh, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. And so there are all kinds of scientific things that happen. I'm, I'm going to share that with you in just a moment. But we're, we're SBs. We're Sabbath breakers. We really have just in a very short season of our life learned how to rest and take a pause just a little bit. But these are just, this is a very tiny little incremental way to become more intentional about just planning your whole month and just start with a Sabbath. And for those of us who attend church on Sunday, that may not be your Sabbath. Take, take a break in between and just let yourself rest. And this is what the Bible promises us. The biblical understanding of this is that once a week, we take a weekly Sabbath. Science has proven that your heart beats slower on Friday when the sun goes down. Mm. Everything works if you just unplug it ever so often. Very few are actually participating in or enjoying the Sabbath. So the Sabbath was made for man, not for God. So we need to change our routines, get outside and do something that just connects us with God. These are these are simple little things. Just observe a Sabbath, and that sets you in the right frame of mind to begin to walk in all of the other appointed times of God. And then it says in Mark 2, 27, then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And it, it's the same concept of tith as tithing. It is. You take control over your money and your economic future. And your time. By honoring God first. The Sabbath has to do with time. That's right. You take control of your time by honoring God. So what happens when I give God the first of my money, he multiplies the rest. When I give God the first of my time, God multiplies our time. And so this whole concept of this monthly Rosh Kadesh is to be simply celebrated this way. You stop, you pause to say, recognize the time. It's a new month. Yes. I'm in a new cycle. 
I get to fr- I get to repent and change my mind about the way I think if I ma- made some mistakes this month, I get a do-over, I get a fresh start. The very thumbnail shows me I'm in a cycle. I'm coming out of darkness. I'm coming back into light. I'm going to be cycling again with this month. And so the very concept of this is to be celebratory. So you stop, you pause, you celebrate. Best done in community. You can do it with your family, and that's fine, but it's best done in community because we truly don't get the maximum benefit of God without each other. That's true. And so when you join with neighbors and friends or your church community and you celebrate by pausing and eating the meal, we talk about it in, the, in this, the workbook, the power of a meal, and we offer a first fruits offering unto the Lord. Now, it doesn't matter how you celebrate. It doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter the prayers you pray. None of that is legalistic. It doesn't matter if you get to do it on the very day of it or the week of Rosh Kadesh, whenever the new moon falls. It's just the concept of honoring God. Here's a scripture that is so powerful, Bev, but so many people get hung up on this. And this is Colossians 2, 16 through 17. Many take this scripture and say, this is no longer important, right. that Christ has come, so we don't need to do these things anymore. But here's exactly actually what it says. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food and drink or in regard to a feast day or a new moon or a Sabbath. Such things are only the shadow of things that are to come, and they have only a symbolic value. So many take that and say, well, all these were types and shadows. Once Christ came and fulfilled these, we don't have to do this anymore. Well, that's true. We don't have to do any of this uh, to be saved. There is no other way to be saved except to accept the work of Christ. But you can be saved and go to heaven broke. You can go to heaven uh, sick. You can go to heaven you know, uh, with broken relationships, because none of this has to do with salvation. God gave us this instruction so we could live a a good, blessed life on the earth. So here's what it goes on to say. that The reality, the substance, the solid fact of what is foreshadowed, the body of it belongs to Christ. The new moons have symbolic value, which point us to the reality of what we have in Christ. So really what this scripture is saying, Colossians 2, 16 to 17, is not don't celebrate it because it was a type and shadow. Just don't let anybody judge you in how you're doing That's it. Right. It's not legalistic. It's supposed to be life-giving. And so you simply celebrate, have a meal in community, uh, offer a first fruits offering to your ministry that feeds you spiritually or your local church as the Lord leads you in that, and expect the blessings of God to begin to overtake you each and every month. Once again, this book, Time to Advance by Chuck Pierce, is a very, very valuable resource uh, to get a hold of. It's available on Amazon. It it lines out every month for you what tribe it is, uh, what the constellations are saying, what the general concept of each month is. And so we're hoping and praying that many of you will, in our local congregation and around the United States and even around the world, will start forming Rosh Kadesh groups, Rosh Kadesh community. So uh, we, our dream is that we're going to begin to align all over once a month, aligning with God's timing, aligning with God's purposes. And so we want to encourage you, start your Rosh Kadesh gathering once it's, a month. It, it, and just have fun with it. It's not legalistic. For example, we're in Tabernacles now. And so we, we had— Just a, ended it, yeah. Yes, we— 
that's exactly right. I think yesterday was the mm-hmm. last day for it. So we had a big tabernacle event at our home last night with our grandkids, and you know, Papa prayed over them, and that's just, me. Yes, that's Papa. <laughs> and so it was just an absolutely beautiful evening. I mean, we did nothing fancy. We had pizza, a salad, and Holy Ghost chicken wings, and some really good <laughs> chicken wings. I mean, and just laughed and told stories and caught up, and it was just a really fun evening. A little bit of music in the background playing and it really uh, just it's that connection that people really need and this i think god is so relational and really wants us to function as a family that's the very first thing he did was created a family after everything on the earth was put together so we're supposed to be in relationship and connect with one another and how better to do it than around a table food of delicious or a table full of delicious food and laughter and just good fellowship and sharing your own stories i mean that's to me the whole heart of being in the faith is being able to share your testimony. I come full circle, Revelation 12, 11. Why? Because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, and we love our lives not unto death. What better place to share your story, just as Deuteronomy 6 tells us, when you're walking around your house, when you're sitting, when you're talking to your children, tell them of me, tell them of the things that I've already done. And so you're rehearsing your story. And I think it's for children to know their parents travails and struggles and to know how much they've overcome puts in place um, memorial stones so that perhaps that they can navigate their lives differently and maybe not have the same issues and pitfalls and obstacles. So I encourage you, share your story and share your testimony, especially with your children and your children's children. It's really an amazing experience. It really is. We had a great we had a great time and and a really blessed uh, just being there with our family. Let me give you one quick example of this uh, in our time together today, like this month. So we're about to enter. Now, you may obviously understand you. You may be watching this podcast a year from now or listening to it. Uh, so <laughs> right. uh, I know it'll be, it can be, but to be relevant, uh, this month we're entering into, we're about to enter a brand new month. So as Beverly and I are doing this podcast, we're just days away from a brand new Hebraic month. Bev, this brand new Hebraic month is Shesfan. And, uh, and so this, just let me just give you an example of how you look into this mm-hmm. month. So the alphabet is Nun, N-U-N, which symbolizes the Messiah. So this is the month of the Messiah. The tribe that is this month is Manasseh which means to forget, to leap up and away. So this is the month we know and realize that we get to forget the past and leap up and away into the future. The, this, this month of the Messiah, then this is the eighth month mm-hmm. in the Hebraic calendar, which speaks of new beginnings or revelation. This is the month in which uh, the flood began and ended the following year on the same month. Now, isn't, isn't this interesting, Bev? On the very same month that... And this month, Shizvan, is when the flood started in the Bible, and on the very same month it ended, yep. which represents new beginning. God revealed the sign of his covenant to the with the world with the rainbow this month. And so you begin to see that. The constellation is scorpion. Mm-hmm. This is the month to tread upon serpents. Don't this is the month to make sure the enemy doesn't get control over you, but you get control over him 
through revelation knowledge and gaining the understanding that you have control over your time and over your life. And so you begin to see how intentional each and every month is when you look into this particular month. So this is available 12 times a year, each and every month. God has a way for us to advance into the future. Well, and what I love about it is when you really start researching it, and for example, I just right now, just for the uh, podcast, just Google the tribe of Manasseh. And what this does is it really complements your, most people in this day and time, I think probably do their daily Bible readings the same way that I do on my telephone. But this takes you to the whole uh, understanding of why the, the tribe of Manasseh is so important, what their role was, how they functioned, who who were the chiefs. And it, it just really illuminates the, the word of God yes. and makes it come so to life. It produces revelation it knowledge. It really does because, you know, these are everyday normal people just walking around just like we are in times where they didn't have access to technology and they had to believe in seed time and harvest and really had to, it was a hard, rough life. And especially for shepherds and sheep herders and living out in very hard, rocky ground. And there's just so much in all of the, the different daily descriptions of their life and why they were compelled to make the choices they were and how their relationships worked. It's really a, a, it's a love letter and a historical account of so many relationships and how God moved in their lives. So when you start really researching this, it just breaks down the word of God for you and continues to take you through this whole adventure that is the Bible. The word of God is such an adventure. Here's your quick tool to oh. stay aligned with all that is, uh, and I think this is available on Android or, and I know it on iPhone, but also Android. Is you can actually go to your settings uh, and go to your calendar, oh, yeah. and and you can have alternate calendars. And so, like I clicked on Hebrew, and so now my my calendar on my phone that pops up every day not only tells me what the date is on the Gregorian calendar, but it tells me what the date is on the Hebraic calendar, which is God's biblical calendar. And so that'll keep you aligned so that you'll begin to see in advance, oh, wait a minute, this Hebrew month is ending and a new Hebrew, Hebraic month is starting. So that's when you start going outside looking for that thumbnail moon right. to come your way and begin to align your time by honoring God first. Let me give you one more nugget here, Bev. Check this out. Rosh Kadesh, now and for the future. Did you know that one day all of us will celebrate Rosh Kadesh together? Check this out. Isaiah 66, 23 says, And it shall come to pass from that from one new moon to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Wow. So when the Lord returns and he's ruling and reigning on, on earth, even then we will celebrate each and every month. All flesh will come before the Lord each new month to worship. This is a biblical, spiritual concept, eternal and concept. it's eternal. Yes, it's an eternal and concept. it is powerful. So two or three things. One, you can get the Transformation Workbook, which uh, allows you the in-depth knowledge of alignment, and you can get that at lifeoffreedom.site. If you would like to give a First Fruits offering here to uh, this podcast and our Freedom Podcast to help us continue to do all that, we would gladly receive that and lift that up to the Lord on your behalf, and you can do that by text to give. You can text any dollar amount to 843 
That's any dollar amount to 84321. Of course, you can go online and you can give there. And we, as a culture, do honor the Lord each and every month in First Fruits Giving. Whether you give it to us or any other ministry that you trust and that you want to sow into, do it as unto the Lord. Yes. And do it each and every month systematically in this First Fruits Giving and around the Feast of the Lord. And you watch God. The promise Bev read earlier, it's Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase in all your substance. Your barns shall be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. Honor the Lord by doing community together. I feel like this is actually true communion. So not just the communion that we enjoy sometimes in church, you know, with the with the juice and wafer, the wine and bread. I understand that. But true communion, koinonia, yeah. community. Get involved in spiritual community. I know that you can love the Lord all by yourself, and I understand that, but that's not how we're designed. We're not designed to be by ourselves. We're designed to be in community so that we can share and give and our spiritual gifts can be activated. So we're hoping so many of you will find a path. I suggest a good start. Get you a small group together. Go through the four weeks of transformation workbook, and at the end of that, plan around the next Rosh Kadesh month. Have a meal together. We are already and begin- having so many testimonies yes. of people who are loving this book and really have already put their teams together and are teaching it. I mean, it's really been a remarkable testimony to hear. I mean, and well, just the simplicity of it inviting somebody over and just sitting down and starting to talk about identity. I mean, and your first week is gone and then alignment and your second week is gone and then empowerment, your third week is gone and and then assignment and your fourth week is gone. And then you start all over again and you launch those folks out and then they start bringing their own groups to the table. Guys, it's just really all about the table. I mean, Jesus was all about everyone coming together as community, laughing together together, eating great food, and telling wonderful stories. And so I encourage you, this this could become a great story for you. Share it with us. Uh, you can follow uh, Beverly and I both on Facebook, uh, and we'd love to see pictures of your Rosh yes. groups, hear any kind of concepts or testimonies you're gleaning from the transformation process that you're, get, that you're engaged with. We'd love to communicate with you there and uh, hear and see your pictures and your stories of all that God is doing. We believe God's ready to do some supernatural transformation in our lives, and we're going to experience supernatural change in Jesus' name. So we just want to pray today that as you align your time and your first with God, that something begins to transpire in your life supernaturally, that peace and rest and joy and transformation begins to have its full effect. And so, Father, we just commit our time to you. When you brought Israel out of Egypt, the very first thing you did was give us control over our time. Lord, I pray today anybody and everybody under the sound of our voice would take their time back now, that they would begin to redeem the time and begin to allow Holy Spirit full access into time. As we honor you first, you said, God, seek the kingdom of God first and all things would be added unto us. Begin to add time to us. Begin to add resource to us. Begin to add strength and energy and opportunity as we align our lives with the kingdom of heaven. And so, Father, we just release the spirit of alignment today. Heaven connecting to earth, portals just opening up all over the earth, even now, as people are aligning with heaven, where where Jesus says, I I saw 
angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. We decree and declare you are a portal of heaven, and in your life, heaven and earth are going to touch together and create a spiritual atmosphere around your life and your family and your influence that many will experience the transforming power of the kingdom of God. We bless you today. We bless you as you enter a new month that you enter with great joy and great peace and great blessings. And we say it all in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Precious. Wow. Any last words, Beverly? Well, I think that we're in the middle of a huge transformational shift. I really encourage you to get this book, share it out, and just really keep us in your prayers. We are for you, and uh, we're headed into a busy season. The holiday season is coming up. We've got our first really cold day in Alabama today, and things are just shifting and changing. And we really want to go into uh, the head of the year with real intentionality, aligned with all of God's appointed seasons and times. And then for those who are on the Gregorian calendar, who are looking at January as their coming head of the year, we also pray for them that understanding that there are seasons and cycles and times of change. So just embrace them. Change is good. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it just doesn't come exactly the way that you thought it was going to, but embrace it. Change is good. Transformation is even better. So as God is walking with you and transforming your life and changing things for you, just know that you've aligned with him and that you're seeing his blessings because that's what it looks like. Amen. Galatians 5.1 says it is for, for freedom. freedom Christ has made us free. So enjoy the freedom of Christ today. Thank you for listening and watching. We love you guys and we'll see you next time.